Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss beginnings. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hello. Hello. It feels very early for us. It's so early. It's so early. It's 10 a.m. I mean, I've already had a day, but I'm still very early. Yeah. What have you seen? Like six clients by now? No, actually. <laughs> Not six. You've seen what? Two, three? Yeah. God, crazy. Craziness. I like I'm proud of myself that I ate a bagel and got a coffee. <laughs> I like shoved breakfast in my mouth on the way to work out. I also exercised not to rub it in. Dang, but. <laughs> get it. You know, got to pump. I'm excited to talk about this topic as I was showering this morning. Also showered. Mm. I was like, huh, I have so many different ways I would like to go. One of the things I would like to do is maybe not say fuck as much as I usually do in an episode. <laughs> I'd like to begin that today. Well, it is a new moon. Plant that seed of intention. <laughs> Girl, I say it a lot. I'm, I apologize to all the children listening. <laughs> <laughs> to our little ears listeners. Do you feel like you curse a lot as a person? I curse so much. And I have this insecurity around it. Sometimes, not really a lot. But when I think about it, I remember these you know, quotes or moments where people have said that's just makes you sound like you're not very intelligent. Oh, and yeah, that just, you know, is that means you don't have the words. I'm like, no, I have plenty of words. I just really like the word fuck. Yeah, you have a great vocabulary. What are they talking about? <laughs> but that's, Were you that's the only to... reason why I care about it. That's funny. Were you allowed to curse growing up? Yes. We weren't. And then as we became teenagers, both my brother and I went through phases of, you know, just like my brother, especially just so gratuitous, you know, and my mom was like, okay, fine. Like your teenagers are like, we were in college or whatever. was like, I'm not going to like admonish you if you, you swear, you know? And my brother would just be like, so mom, what fucking place are we fucking going for fucking dinner? You know, like just got like crazy. And she was like, relax. Like, I'm going to need you like just eating okay. all, the, all the sugar, right? As soon as you're allowed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I you, yeah, you like, think it would have worn off for me by now, but it just it gives me a thrill every time. Ugh. It's fun. I only notice it sometimes if I'm with people who aren't swearing at all. And then I feel Oof. almost like my brother is a teenager. I feel like every word I'm saying is fucked. And, totally. I'm like, and then you try to like rein it in and then you're like, fuck, fuckity fuck. And you're like, oh my God. That's now I'm the writing. only word I can say. Like, Bitch cunt. Yeah. No, seriously. It's so bad. <laughs> so how's your cunt of a mom? Oh, I mean, uh, I mean it's darling like, I, Deb. Oh, <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's like, I don't even believe that. I just, uh, you know. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Beginnings. It's funny sometimes, like, I try to just put, you know, I just try to put beginnings into the old internet and say definition. And it's like, this is a plural of another word. I'm like, uh, relax, Oxford languages, relax, you know. So beginning plural now beginnings the point in time or space at which something starts he left at the beginning of february 
the first part or earliest stage of something, the ending of one relationship and the beginning of another, the background or origins of anything. He had risen from humble beginnings to great wealth. It wasn't really surprised. It was one of the few ones I've looked up and wasn't like, oh, that's what that means. I was like, like, oh, I know what the beginning is. (laughs) I'm pretty confident in this topic. uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I might not be smart based on how much I swear that I don't, I can't find words, but I did know that one. But I remember when we were kind of doing topics, uh, we got, you know, when we were thinking about what we wanted to talk about, we got excited about this one. And it also felt like, it felt really tied into like what we've all been through with the pandemic of like, it feels i don't know is it spring is it because we're between variants is it because of doing new things you and i felt really tapped into beginning energy do you still feel that way i'm kind of annoyed at beginnings today and this (laughs) (laughs) me too me too so when i was thinking about it i'm like why did we pick this fucking topic same (laughs) i was like beginnings are so annoying literally i was like just death let's just talk about death (laughs) that's that i remember being very excited and almost just inspired by it when we chose it right and now i don't feel that sparkle right now today i know you know i'm also really sick of this happens every year and I've lived on the East Coast my entire life, except for the years I lived in Mexico. I know that the weather is this way every single year. Yeah. And yet in March, I'm like, can we get on with it already? Like, I am really tired of gloom and rain and I just feel damp and it's just gross. And so I'm just ready to start a new season. I'm ready for some sun. I did really well this winter, but now I just feel anxious and kind of hold up and you know I'm a homebody to the fullest degree yeah but I just yeah. am ready to start something and I also just feel we just started something new and then we keep starting it new in different ways <laughs> it's just driving me crazy like even yeah. switching podcast platform hosting platforms I'm like well now I have to start all over with what I'm looking at and it's just it's been really I've been rubbing up against the edges with it this week it's so annoying I mean I think that there's such an energy when you begin something that is like exciting and you know it feels like this burst of energy you know like beginnings are like I love the aces in tarot like I I like a burst of like it's a gift I think yeah it's a gift and I think also sometimes like beginnings, your anxiety can also convert into excitement that also helps like bolster you, you know, but once that initial, once that initial little high fades, it's like, (laughs) oh fuck, now I got to like figure shit out. I got to, where are the analytics that I'm after? Like, where is that? Like, I just want to know, I just want to, you know, like be in it in some way, but I think beginnings are easy I think it's the sticking with it that's harder but I think beginnings make us all feel a little bit like little kids of like I don't like it I don't want it you know I also think we've had bizarre weather lately that I'm like 
this sort of like sort of chilly, but very humid thing is going to have to go. I don't need to be shivering, but also have frizz. I'm going to need it to pick one. That's just for me. That's just a personal request I have for the planet. Are we talking about the middle? Is that what we're also talking about? Because I think I love beginnings too. I think most, a lot of people hate them, by the way. I do. And yeah, I, I'm scared of them as much as I'm scared of certain ones and certain ones I'm thrilled about. I love beginning new projects. I love starting with a new client. I love, you know, I loved being with my husband at the beginning. I still love him, obviously. But I, a lot of people have trouble with starting. And yeah. I think that there's a hesitation that you and I don't really have or we don't seem to have <laughs> around that initial just oh, let's do it. You know, that that comes very naturally yeah. to both of us. Let's just do it. Yeah, I agree. I think that's something I've gotten better at. I think I've always been able to begin things, you know, like I think I've always been able to just sort of do it. But I think my time sort of circling the pool and dipping a toe in before I would dive in. I think that time's gotten smaller and smaller and smaller as I get older. Cause I'm just like, you're not going to know until you do it. Like you're not going to know unless you begin it. Like you're not going to really know what you're dealing with. You're not going to know if you like it. Like you're not going to really have any of the information that you want until you just do it, you know? And I think that you and I are good at kind of like getting clear on that of like, okay, what do we want to begin? Like, there might be a lot of things we're thinking about or like, should we do this? Should we do that? And then it's like, when we're really going to, you know, dive into the pool, we get really clear on what it is. And I don't think we have a lot of hesitation, but I think that it is interesting. I think a, a common mistake mistake or I don't want to be judgmental about it, but I think, yeah, I'm going to say mistake. I think a lot of people overthink and try to like think their way. Like even if you're cool with, with beginning things, even if you're cool with taking risks, you're cool with all of that. Like there's still always going to be discomfort. There's still going to be, you know, you're going to be freaked out or you're going to be a little nervous or scared, whatever. I think a common mistake people make is thinking, 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 waiting, 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 stalling, stalling, stalling until they feel a hundred percent certain. And I don't know that that ever comes. I think often we have to begin before we're totally sure. I think we always have to begin before we're really ready. What does ready even mean, you know? And yeah. also I think a common misconception is that just because you start things that are new or just because you move places or I think I've talked about this before, but maybe not when I, decided to move to Mexico, I, it was an instant. It was like, this is what I need to begin. This is what my body needs. This is what my heart needs. This is what my life needs. I'm just going to do it. And that's it. And I, you know, had no doubt and truly no fear until I landed there and was on the beach and it was pitch black and there weren't tons <laughs> of people there at that point. 
in and I was like, what did I just do? I live in Mexico now. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Nina, yeah. because I don't hesitate. I just jump right into the deep end. And often that, you know, means that I'm slow to catch up on the holy shit moments. But just because you're, you know, it's right for you, just because you know that you want to change something up or explore something new doesn't mean that you don't have to also accept the fear and hesitation and discomfort that comes with those decisions and insecurity. And it doesn't mean that they're wrong. I think a lot of times too, when you do something like I used to be a lot more just jump into the the deep end and then like just dumb stuff would happen where I'd be like, Hmm, if I'd maybe been a little bit more methodical when I did that, I could have saved myself some annoyances, you know, of just dumb stuff. Like I built my website and it's like, I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) I am not a Squarespace person, you know, and it like, does it work? Is it fine? Yeah. But like, are there things that are recurring that are annoying? Yes. You know, do I get tired of sending that email when people send me questions, you know, going like, I'm just, I'm like, uh, I just am uh, not a coder and I built my site. Like that's just a flaw, (laughs) you know, makes me feel really cool that like, if I had thought it out, you know, like, I think that that's sometimes what's tricky. If I had waited or like been like, I'm going to hire someone to do my site, I never would have done it. You know, like I think at that point I was working in TV, I wouldn't have paid someone like, I mean, we know from doing rebrands and stuff, it's like, I wouldn't have paid someone $10,000 to do my tarot site. I just would have been like, that's insane. You might as well say it's a million dollars. You know, like, I just don't think I would have put that investment in myself, you know? And this is something that I've learned a lot as well. It's like toggling between the quest for perfection will keep you from doing a lot. But like sometimes just leaping also means you you didn't really think it through. And like you didn't really think about what are the implications of this or what how does this ripple out or whatever. And sometimes it's not a big deal. It's like a website and you just are like, is that annoying? Yes. Like, do I wish I had like sort of thought about it? Sure. But like, it's not the end of the world. It could be different to like end up in a different country and be like, oh, shit. You know, like, I mean, it was the best decision I ever made. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, but that's also too, I feel like stuff rises in us. Like you it's like there's such a freedom that comes from doing something and being willing to say, I don't know and go, I don't have to be freaked out. Like I don't have to be freaked out that I'm in Mexico and I don't know what the fuck I've done. (laughs) Or, and I'm like, I don't know. Except for one I've exploded my life. It's like, well, I'm going to figure it out. Am I hungry? I'll get dinner in Mexico first. You know, it's like, (laughs) you know, it's an entire habanero pepper. Oof. Oh my like, God. I'm going to I, die in Mexico. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was trying to be all fancy and shit and blended up these chipotle peppers. And normally those are not that spicy. And I've seen all these like cool girls on Instagram do it. Well, I did it and nearly died. And Nina was like, I feel your pain. I ate a whole habanero Oof, pepper once. Rough. And I was like having like sympathy. Like my own lips were still burning and I was like, oh no, thinking about a habanero. I was both comforted and like horrified. But I do think sometimes that that can be being willing to begin things regardless of how it it went, you know, like if if it went somewhere or not, or Mm. I saw it through, like 
taught me stuff in that being willing to go like, I don't know. There's a lot about my life now when people are like, so are you going to become like a podcaster? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like I'm enjoying it now. It seems to work for me. You know, it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't like, that's the truth of it. And I find that releases so much anxiety for me that lets me do more and go, I don't know. You know, like, let's see. I think people think it's the opposite often. And it, I have to remind myself all the time that the happiest I've ever been, the most successful I've ever been is, are the times when I'm not in this planning or not that it's not structured in some way, but I'm not, I'm just at the beginning of something. And I, I would like to be, I think both of you, both you and I are, are at a point in our lives where we both are pretty established in certain ways, right? So there are things that maybe we would have done in our 20s that we're not trying to do in our like late 30s and early 40s, right? Yeah. But smoking, <laughs> smoking, yeah, well, smoking. <laughs> that's the only, <laughs> that's it. That's the only one. That's but it. <laughs> it's the magic and the, and I wonder if, if the outcome, if you don't know the outcome, which you don't, when you begin anything, you, you know, you, you just do it anyway. And then you look back and you're like, oh, wow, I'm so glad I started that. But you're, there's no way to know. No amount of time or reading or planning will tell your future. No amount of readings. I mean, as much as like there's, there's support in that and there's, you know, uh, guidance in that, you can't know. Nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just the journey. Do you think... I'm glad you brought up readings because it's something we do and it's something we get. You know, we like readings. We like readings. <laughs> Thanks for pro readings. Yeah, we're pro readings. We're pro eating. We're pro so readings. <laughs> yeah, all of it. You know, whether it's the, the tarot or it's a book, we're pro reading. I found the more that my career progressed, the less interested I became in knowing how something was going to go the like more trusting I became like, I think when I first came to tarot and first came to this stuff, I was like, you know, in meditation or in even being able to sort of like, you know, talk to like spirit guides and things like that, or like kind of commune with my dad or something. I loved it as a magic eight ball for sure. I was like, Ooh, what a way mm. to like tap into things. And I wouldn't say I was like, being super like, tell me what's going to happen or am I going to get this promotion or is this guy going to ask me? Like it wasn't super that way, but like definitely. And anything that I was really like hopped up on, like I'm going to do this. I absolutely got readings around. And now I would say I don't as much. Like if I happen to feel called to get a reading, of course I'll like bring it up or be like, you know, career or this or whatever. But I think I'm, I think sometimes the more information you have isn't helpful. Like kind of the whole point is in, in lots of things that your beginning is like to kind of fly blind in order to figure things out in order I think there is something to be said about that, that it deepens our self-trust or something. Because if, if you were starting a business and you come to me and ask for a reading and I say, oh my God, it's going to be successful. It's like, 
how much does that really change your decision making? Like it probably doesn't. It probably just makes you feel a little bit better inside. You know, that I think I started to see anything I was really stressed about or like anxious about or like, oh my gosh, please tell me like greening tarot is going to work out or whatever. It's like, unless I did the work inside, unless I really felt connected to my decisions, unless I really felt good about what I was doing, it just didn't matter what came from the external. So Mm. I'm curious what has been maybe some of your relationship with like beginnings, readings and like prediction? Like how do you, how much do you want prediction now? Or does your prediction come from inside? Inside. And also when I read for people, I read around it. I don't read it Mm. because that I find is what's most helpful to them. Like what, what are the things that kind of get you here or get you there or surface because when you're in transition or when you're at the beginning of something, instead of like, what is the beginning and where is it this going or what is this specific thing? I try to stay away from specifics a lot of the time because I don't think it's, you know, I don't consider myself like I'm an intuitive and I definitely have psychic abilities, but I don't, I don't call myself a psychic. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't label myself as that. And so I do like to dig with people and with myself around the the stuff instead of just going directly into the thing. Because you give an example, like if someone's like, I want to start a business. Are you, you're not like, let's talk about the business. You're like, what support will you need for this business? Like what resources can you or can how, you give us or, an example? Or worth, right? Like I'll read like, mm. wor- yeah. Yeah, that's a good. That's why I wanted you to give the example. I knew that's it would that be sexier. Good. That's that good. That's sexy. That <laughs> yeah. is a sexy thing to focus on. Yes, it's so. super sexy. So yes, and that way too, people learn, and I learn that way to trust my instincts. Trust my. I just got a reading last. I don't know the day after, the day before my birthday, and it was like really meh. And I don't mean that as an insult to her, but I just think it was. I told Anna I've been ghosted by so many different healers in the past six months. And this one was 15 minutes late. And I was like ready to just be like, okay, obviously I'm not meant to get readings. Like message received. Yeah, I was was like, like, what the fuck? Nina texted me and was like, okay, I think I'm being (laughs) ghosted by the fifth healer. And obviously, because we talk every day, I was like, I knew you had been, I was like, what? Like again? <laughs> how? Like how? How? But, how was that possible? Right. But she ended up getting on the phone and it was just, I don't know. Sometimes you just don't gel with people either. Right. Like she was in California. I, I honestly don't do really well with people from California. I just need like East coast. I think when you're it's, a very East coast energy, I'm I very East that. coast energy. I appreciate, I'm it's not like I, I welcome West coasters. It's just when I'm getting a reading or when I'm in vibing that way, it just, I need like kind of straight shooting. So anyway, what I found was I was asking more specific questions than I ever do. Mm. And when she was answering to me, I already like knew the answers. And I also was just like, meh, I don't know. I just, it just felt flat for me. And it's because I think partly because I was in a mood because she was late, but also because 
I, I, <laughs> thank you for the accountability. I was in a mood because she was late. <laughs> I was. I, I came in with a chip yeah, on my shoulder. Yeah. And also I was a little bit skeptical because I, I just always am a little bit, not like a lot, but a little and discerning, not skeptical. And so, but then, I mean, it was more of, I needed the support. I needed to ask for the support I really needed around the stuff I was asking for. So for instance, I was asking about having a second child. I'm having a lot of anxiety about potentially having a second baby. I'm either worried about dying or worried about miscarrying or worried. <laughs> are you laughing at me? Not funny. It's just that you're, you're, I think it's that you don't dance around it. You're like, I'm worried about dying. <laughs> I'm worried like that. You're just straight into like, I'm worried about the worst possible I'm worried about things. the worst case scenarios, which I was not in any way, shape or form when I was pregnant with Milo at all. I was not worried about a thing. I did not worry about a thing, which was, was like an out of body experience for me because I, yeah. I was prepared, I think, to be kind of anxious. I don't know, but I just wasn't ever. Anyway, so this beginning, she read what many, many people have read for me in the past couple of years when I'm able to get them on the phone, which is there's a little girl <laughs> waiting to jump in. I think she, I even read that there was a little girl for you. I think you did too. I knew that there was a baby, but I knew I was like, there's one available. Like, yeah, she's, I'm pretty the, sure it was a little girl. I don't this know. Woman if I said just something about like, like when you're doing jump rope and what's that game? Is it hopscotch? When double you jump dutch? In, double dutch. Yeah. Mm. So she's like, she's ready to jump in, you know, whenever, <laughs> whenever. It's really funny to think of a baby. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, she needs support. She can't use her legs. <laughs> Oh man, visuals I'm not mature enough no, for. I'm still like a little no, Barbie jump. You're like, I don't know, she got a roll in? What's happening <laughs> <Yeah>. here? <laughs> How big is this baby? <laughs> does an angel toss her in or a stork? <laughs> How does this work? <laughs> oh man. So I'm anxious about the beginning of that. And I and I'm kind of I've I'm of the mind too of supporting yourself through because we have to the change that is one day you could be one, mm. one thing and the next day you could be another. Right. So I can't oh, expect yes. myself to be like, I'm good at beginnings. <laughs> Why am I having a hard time with this one? I was going to say that it's funny. Like, I think I'm good at beginning something like I can go like, I want to do this and do it. You know, I think what I'm less good about is when I feel myself moving into something, but maybe the external isn't fully realized Oh my God, when you're like, yes. now you're speaking to my soul <laughs> when you're like, Oh, I know for me, like I don't have kids, but I am in my forties and in witchiness, a big thing is like maiden mother crone, that those are the the phases of being a woman, you know? And I realized when I, was like, well, I'm definitely not a maiden. <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> long in the tooth for maidenhood. Aww, womp, womp, but I'm not a mother, you know? And I was like, I, and I could really feel things sort of shifting, whether it was like what kind of clients I was attracting. Like a lot of younger women were starting to seek me out. And like, it was like, it wasn't necessarily, I think sometimes the trickiest experiences are when like, it's not necessarily good or bad. It wasn't positive or negative. It was just weird. It was weird. To, it's like, we only kind of get to park somewhere for a little while. And then it's like, 
oh, I'm somewhere new. Like, it's interesting to me that a lot of people come to me for readings, not when their marriage is in trouble or anything, but when they're in a new place and they're like, we've been together seven years or we're, we're kind of like, it, it really feels like we're starting a new chapter, you know, which I find fascinating because I do think when we feel something shifting is also when we have a really high potential to like wild out, you know, I was like, I understand midlife crises now, like before the pandemic, I started to feel insane of like, what has my life been about? What do I want to do? Have I wasted it? Don't think so. What do I want to do with the rest of it? And I was like, I understand why a lot of people like explode their lives. The, the feeling, the discomfort of realizing you're not really young anymore, but you're also not old and really truly being smack in the middle is so uncomfortable that I get why people explode their lives. And something my mom added that was like sort of comforting, not really. I don't know. She got me a weird Jungian book about the middle passage is she's like, Anna, you know, we used to die so young that people haven't really explored middle age. Like middle age is a new concept. I was like, thanks, mom loving that for all of us like oh you used to die around now so we don't really know what it's like like the so happy is, to be... you probably won't now yeah. but there's no I mean, map so good luck uncharted territory <laughs> how wonderful nobody so knows no guidance, you know? i feel like it's the thing that like chases us that give you know like it's right it's not chasing us maybe but it's just right there like and we're like okay it's not time to like turn around and look yes. at it and sit do with I, it. Yeah. Like, do I step into, like, do I get invited or do I take the step? Do mm -hmm. I claim it? Yes. Like, do I, you know, like all of that is weird. And then I remember too, the first time someone described me as middle age and I was like, fuck you forever. Who it was did that to you, Ed. He was like, oh, she's, she's, she's you like, not, yeah, she's middle-aged like you. And I was like, <gasps> you know, and I was like, well, he's not wrong. I guess I, I mean, was like, you're I not middle-aged. You're in your early, very I mean, early 40s. Yeah, double it. I would be in my 80s. I mean, I think it's You're going to live till 100. So you're not <laughs> technically there. <laughs> Who has more problems with death? Is it me or me? Let's do a quick poll. Uh, she's like, you're going to live forever. So it's fine. <laughs> There's no such thing as middle-aged. Eternal life. <laughs> <laughs> we're beginning our exploration into this is where life. we sell you the potion everyone yeah. $9.99 but it has pearl powder so you have good skin while you live a forever dash of vagina uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yes yes of course of course eternal feminine i mean i feel like with certain things obviously being a mother is crazy like i just <laughs> i love I that mean, how many questions you were asking me while you were here like it's the same thing all the time <laughs> and i was I like do, huh i feel it's funny because i was hanging out with bakara last night and haven't seen her in ages and was doing the same thing to her and i'm like did i somewhere along the line become an investigative journalist for myself like the, is it the at news and i'm like all right nina so when you first became a mother you know i'm like interviewing everybody about stuff i'm interested in about them you know but well, I do find it fascinating. I find it so fascinating. And I think anything that people go through that there's like no going back from, 
that there's just like, it's like life before and life after, I find really fascinating, you know? And I think with motherhood, in some ways, it must be nice that it's like clear, like there is a baby, like, you know, like you're, you're somewhere new. There is no, a life began, you know, like mm-hmm. there's no ambiguity, even if you don't know what you're doing, have never been here before. And there's no guidebook. It's like, you still are like, oh, I'm a mother. Like it's, it's happened. There's no confusion. I don't think this is an experience that many or most women have. So I don't want to make it seem like it's casual, but I have never doubted that I will know or know what to do as a mom. The only thing I really no, no. Is that from a practical, like, no, I'll know how to wash a baby to no, I'll know how to like tend to the, Oh yeah. No, everything. Literally. I mean, I've had an experience with kids for a long time. Like I was taking care of newborns when twins, when I was 19. It's insane. With a four-year-old and a three-year-old as nope. Yep. And the mom was incredible. I um, love her so much. And so she was, she was like the most present mom. She literally had four children. So I remember once being with all four of them and the twins and this, I was 19 and this is the only time I cried once because they were both crying and it, they, I couldn't soothe them both at the same time. And, and one time did I like, was, was I like, Oh my God, this is too much. I mean, that being said, I got to go home and like go drink, like Bud Light after. So I can't imagine (laughs) how, like I have a client who I love dearly and she has five children and I'm always like, hi, you're amazing. Like, I just want to tell you that five times before we start this call, because I just think she is the strongest. I I mean, credit, I I would doubt my abilities with, with multiples. I think that's part of my hesitation with bringing a second baby in is that I know that I'll have love more than enough love, but I, hesitate will I have enough stamina because you Mm. to be as present as you know that I am and as present as I want to be it's like 24 7 you know so yeah so something would have to change for sure I think if you had another baby obviously I don't know what but like I don't right know I don't know how you would do that I agree I don't know how you're so incredibly present and it's not it seems really effortless for you in a you know, like in a way. And not to say that it's not, it's not work that I'm not or it like doesn't tired deplete sometimes. you. Right. Exactly. Like not to say that there isn't a cost for it, but it seems something that you're able to really give freely. Yeah. And so with work and the difference, right, for me is when I I doubt my abilities, not in readings and stuff and like movement now that I've now that I'm in it, like I know you know, I'm always going to be learning, but I feel more confident, obviously years and years down the line, but in, in work and stuff, I've always been hesitant at the beginning of different jobs or feeling or, or new beginnings in that aspect of my life. But there's something about nurturing that just feels so innate and natural and organic for me that I'm like, this is my kid. Like, of course I'm going to know what to do. That's so interesting because I don't know that nurturing feels innate to me and as a what did you see the presents you brought to my house 
<laughs> I think, well, I think I, I think I am. Ner- I, I lost my mind, y'all. I brought a lot of presents oh my to God. Nina's house, but it's she like a nurture to win every time. It's like a nurture off, though. I'm like, yeah, I come no, back totally. gifts, and she's like, in here, like your delicious coffee gifts for yeah, everyone. Like, is that? <laughs> it's very fun. It is fun, but I was also like, my God, like, what have I begun? I'm like, I need we to. Won't I can't it every time. <laughs> I know y'all don't. Y'all, I mean, they're like, she's insane. I mean, uh, y- you know, Milo is obviously happy, Still but for his like Spider Man's crunchy though. <laughs> I know, which is very funny. I do need to send that. But of course, the one thing I was the most excited about didn't arrive in time for my visit, which is just the way that it goes. But I, well, I think people sometimes feel tricky for me in terms of nurturing, you know, that like I, I'm really good, I think, at nurturing projects and like tending to that type of stuff of like taking care of it. How do you get it to go? And, you know, like that sort of stuff. But I think people can be a little daunting to me or a little I don't know doesn't feel as natural necessarily so that maybe is one of my hesitations with children but of, of just sort of like I don't know I don't know we're gonna but know how to it do a it fear? like what do you yeah feel? yeah of what well I I think I'm really afraid of having kids and hating it to be honest and I don't want to blame social media and I don't know, like all of entertainment for the past 50 years, but motherhood is complex out there and it comes the story out there, you know, I would say, and what we've sort of been conditioned with is that it comes at the expense of women, you know, and that's something I don't want to resent my kids, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I've never been been able to crack it. I've never felt the desire strongly enough to be able to like crack it, you know, well, but I've that- also never been partnered with someone whose child I wanted to have. So I do think there's other pieces out there that have been missing for me that it's hard. It's funny, Bakara and I were t- talking about it yesterday because she was like, do you, you know, do you want kids? And I'm like, I, I don't know at this point, to be honest. And she was like, I think some of my hesitations I've never been with, like it is something you co-create and I've never been with someone I really wanted to co-create something with. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. Like, I do think that that part is tricky. You know, you forget when you're looking at something from the outside as just one person, like you forget someone else will ideally be there and be involved in it as well, which changes the scope of things. Mm, Yeah, I think you're I I would like to ask you about your capacity. Mm. How much capacity do you think you have for love, energy, nurturing into that? And does that have anything to do with it? Maybe. Yeah. I think some of that scares me. I think the capacity for love is infinite, you mm-hmm. know, like, but I think that scares me a little bit too. Yeah. Cause once you feel it, you're, there's no yeah. turning back. Yeah. Oh my Ugh. God. I look at my child every night while he sleeps next to me and I'm like, how, and now that he's just talking, I mean, we were walking down the stairs yesterday and he's just kissing my hand as we're walking down the stairs. And I'm like, how are you such a little freaking angel? Like, it's just impossible to even imagine loving somebody that much. And then you just love them more every single day. And that is scary. Yeah, that scares me. That would I would say is one of the the love is 
scary to me. It's very scary to me. I know. And I can tell. Yeah. I mean, that is one of the most lasting things for my dad's death. Like my mom's devastation when my dad died was so pure because she wasn't just like, oh my God, what's going to happen to us? Like, it wasn't just that. It was that her best friend was gone. Did you think she would ever get over it? Move on. I shouldn't say get over it. Move on. Heal. I did, but she started dating in six months and that was confusing. And I didn't really judge it, but I didn't get it. And she was like, in some ways, she's like, I, I know I loved your dad. I felt really clear. Like I didn't feel like I needed to like dwell on it or like honor him by not dating. But like now when we talk about it as adults, she's like, like I literally wanted like a man's energy. Like I felt so scared and I felt so, it was also like my parents have been together at that point, like 20 years, you know, like she's like, I felt so untethered. I felt so unloved. I felt so like all this stuff that like was really complex, you know, and nuanced. And I was like, fuck, you know, like the risk of loving people. And it, I think I've only just started in the past, like year. I mean, uh, Nina and I's big joke is that like, she's preparing me for partnership (laughs) and it's true. Like we joked about it. I remember the first time I was like, I'm going to, I think you're preparing me. And she was like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad, you know, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. It was funny. She's like, I know. I was like, Oh, what a safe space, you know? (laughs) And it just made me laugh. Cause like some of these things that I haven't been able to work out in relationships or like, you know, experience or try or whatever, like with, I never set the intention with you. Obviously that'd be fucking weird. <laughs> this to is be her. Like, She's here now. <laughs> or like, I'm going to partner with her and use it a little bit as training wheels for love. You, you know, spend time with her and her husband. I'll just, it's like by osmosis. <laughs> It'll just, no, for sure. But don't you think spending time with way also and being in, I'm not saying like, <laughs> Well, I mean, do I have like immense love for your husband now? Yeah. I mean, obviously, but seeing y'all's relationship. That's what I mean. Is, well, obviously. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if you're like, aren't you now? Uh, do you have a crush on both of us? I'm like, you have don't started think I, with I think me. you want to do stuff with my husband. I don't. I don't think that. <laughs> don't no, you but I want to make do... out with him? <laughs> it is like sometimes though like the thing way is probably one of the most like authentic people i've ever met he was like not trying to be like it's just literally part of how he lives his life it's in the fabric of his being you know and he will say this stuff that i'm like like did you take that out of like perfectmanbook.com or something <laughs> it's like what the fuck you know like it's so <laughs> That I just like my mouth will drop and I look at him and I'm like, can you please teach seminars? Uh, Like you, you get it. You seem to get it. It's something that it feels like most men have fought or don't get or whatever. You seem to get it. Give freely, like adores you, worships you in a way, but like not creepily. Cause I feel like sometimes the whole like he worships me thing gets real fucking creepy. Y'all work, walk this. I feel like 
You know, sometimes when people are like, think about your ideal relationship or think about your ideal person. And it's like, it's tricky. It's like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. When I see y'all's relationship, I'm like, oh, it is possible. Like this, what I don't like, I've never thought I was like asking for really that much, but it felt like the blend was just never right. I could never get the right mm. blend of like enough devotion, but not so much. It feels weird, obsession, you know, like not obsession. Yes. You know, and like y'all are also very different people, but like <laughs> on the same page about the life you want Wait, and, you and like the, the soap story from yesterday. <laughs> It's brief. So I needed two things of hand soap, one for the guest house, one for our house, little hand soap things. And I was like, can you get me two hand soaps? Yeah. He came back with one hand soap and a, a big like refill one. And I was like, I wanted two hand soaps. And I was so mad. And he's like, but we could just pour it into a new one. I'm like, I don't have another one. And so he's in the and he's so kind and he's in like getting flustered and frustrated that I'm frustrated because I didn't, he didn't get exactly what I wanted. And I'm like in the, <laughs> the kitchen, I'm like, okay, I'll just now delicately pour this one into the other one, just creating more work for myself. Like such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, and he was so serious. And he's like, I'm just trying to save the planet. And I was like, oh, I know you are. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know you are, you fucking sweet man. Like, I was so annoyed. But yeah, that we're very different. I want to say, you know what? Too, but I want two hand soaps. You know what? I think seeing the two of you has really emphasized to me is like, I think the kind of person I would really want to be with, I would have to soften my own edges for. Mm. And that's a little like, ooh. And I've, I would have to drop some of the snark. I would have to be more mm -hmm. vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I would have to be kinder. I'd mm -hmm. have to be more patient. And those things would be good for me. They'd be good growth for me. Like it's, those aren't negative things. I don't think those are negative things to sort of smooth away from yourself a bit. But it is where I push up against the fear, you know, and I've been seeing it, especially since Nina has been working with me on my sluttiness in terms of talking to everybody. Not, and gently, not, she's like, not physical. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, not physical, but she's just like, how many uh, people are you talking to? Like, you know, and she'll just, I'll be like, how, like, how, how you do that? And she's like, well, I think of it as if I want to direct energy one place, I have to take it from somewhere else. And I'm like, Hmm, I'm like, or you just sliver your energy into little, little, little slices and no. put it everywhere around town. <laughs> Doesn't really work. I'm learning. And I've seen the more that I've been like, who are the people I really care about in my life? Who do I really want to invest in? What do I really want to start there? Like, how do I want things to really like, maybe not necessarily be different, but what could be different if I would be more fully in or would deepen maybe my attachment? You know, I've been thinking a lot about attachments and what do I want to be attached to or, or what should I maybe connect to versus attach? And I think that sort of stuff. And it's like, you do have to sort of like let out a deep sigh 
and just sort of be like, I'm, I'm here. Let's see what happens, you know, and let a lot of your bullshit go. And that is so scary. Like, why do we cling to our bullshit so much? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know that it's really protected. It, it, I've still been hurt, you know, like, it's not like the snark was like just differently Teflon, no. you know, like, yeah. You yeah, have you're to right. Dis- differently. We have to decide what we want first and foremost, right? To begin anything. I think that's what we we all want to like dance around mm. is that. Yeah, that's a good point. That yeah, tr- we want it to be vague. Yeah. It but cannot, it can't. It cannot be vague. Like I am not the word of God, but I will say <laughs> I am very clear on <laughs> this point. <laughs> if anybody was confused, okay. I... <laughs> And the prophet <laughs> Nina spoke. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was using my prophet voice. I'm so sorry to have confused you. <laughs> oh, my bad. I was Ooh, using my prophet voice. Take a seat now that you felt like God was oh, here. Thank you. Okay. She is not. I am not her. her. Okay. okay. Thank you. I'm back. <laughs> but the truth is we have to decide what we want. I think anytime someone's like, this is it. You're like, okay, I'm listening. And then you're like, are you? No. What do you want? What do you want? Like, it's not, it's not that complicated when you break it down like that. Now that's step one. So it does, it can get complicated and it can get messy and it can get uncomfortable. But the first step of starting anything, what do I want? So what do you want? I'm asking you. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I, I think partnership, you know, like I think for a long time, time. I think I also want a life. uh, I think, well, to be honest, I think I'm figuring that out. I think I thought I knew, you know, and then was like, "Mm, I don't think I want those things, you know, like, and I think I'm figuring that out and going, if I put less emphasis or importance on these things, you know, like, what does that leave the space open for, you know? And I think I started to realize, like, if you're, if I'm only ever concentrated on my career and my friends, like, how am I going to to call in partnership. Like, I think, I think it's like some of that stuff started to dawn on me more recently of like, Anna, just like from a practical sense, how's that going to work? You know, like if you're only ever going to these kind of places or talking to these people, how are you even open for your life to shift? You know, like where's that space even, you know, like I think I started to go through that of like, oh, it's not like I've been on autopilot, but it's like, I didn't, you know, what I was saying before of like when we're somewhere and we didn't know that we were, you know, that I'm like, oh, I've moved into a different phase of my life. I didn't realize that, that the stuff that fueled me has changed. And somewhere along the line, I would always, I'd say I've always been like relationship driven, but like they've taken a different, I mean, I think the pandemic also changed things where I was like, oh, like your career means nothing. Like if you don't have community or you don't have connection or, you know, like living in New York means nothing if you can't access what makes New York, New York, you know, like it made me start to think of like, 
what actually is important to me? Mm -hmm. What do I care about? You know? And I think a lot of it for me is experience. I want to have experiences. I want to do things. I want to see things. I want to go on adventures, but I want to do that with people that I feel safe, I think, to be myself doing that, you know? But in order to feel safe with them and to invite those types of people, you have to get over some of your bullshit. I know. <laughs> That's what it always bumps up against, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I do think I'm starting to. Oh, yeah. 100%. And figuring out what does that mean? And I, I mean, like, as we start to sort of wrap up, like, I, would I come back to you if I don't know how to begin? Like Nina was saying, I think you have to know what you want, but I think you also can boil it down to truth. That like when I started to go like, I don't need to like, I don't need to know like, does that mean I move? Does that mean that? Da, 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 da? But it was like, what do you feel like your life is really lacking? What do you feel like you, you, you really want more of? Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that could look like that? You know, like that allowed me to start sort of figuring it out and also make some steps and go like, okay, if I want to give less energy, you know, like if I, rather than having 200 people, I sort of know, I want to go to 20 people I know really well, you know, that it was like, okay, start taking some energy away from people you don't necessarily feel like it's reciprocal or whatever the new, you know, way you're kind of evaluating that is. And then like, tend to the people you care about and want to be more connected to. And I think I started doing that. And rather than worrying about like getting it right, I was just like, take consistent steps, you know? And like, one of my things is like, I'm not going to assume things about people necessarily. Like, I'm going to ask. And so like one of my love languages is like, I will ask people a lot of questions. Like that is a way to tell the people in my life, like, I care about you. I want to know about you. I want to know how you operate. It's so clear. I think that's one of the, for me, I think it's one of the most important and impactful messages you can send to the person that you do care. At least that's how I feel. But I think once we decide the truth, to your point, I wholeheartedly agree. Deciding what you want does not mean having a plan. Deciding what you want doesn't mean specifics. It just means what are you aligning with? What do you feel not aligned with? What feels good? What doesn't, right? Just starting there. And then, yeah, you can start to move on and get a little bit practical with assessing risk and consequence and yeah, all of that. That'll come. It will, but it doesn't have to come in the first step. And I think so yep. many of us just don't take that initial step because we're thinking about all of the steps that follow, but you don't have to take those yet. If I thought about all the steps of becoming, being in a business partnership, why would I ever take the first one? If I was like, yeah. okay, you're going to, this is all the things that are going to happen, but you're not, I wouldn't know like the kind of depth of it, right? Because you and I have a now a very solid friendship that we built. But if it was just like, you're going to have to get to know somebody new and one business isn't going to work on the other. And you're, it's like, that sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. But I knew what I wanted was a partner to create with. And that's what I got. And that's where I started. And the rest has been unfolding. And we 
move through that organically as it comes, honestly, as it comes. And that's why I think it's successful because we're not, neither one of us is looking too far ahead, but we're also really committed to what we're doing and each other. Yeah. You can do that with love too. The romantic kind. Yeah. But I, I think something important had to come along for me to learn stuff about commitment Mm -hmm. and it could have been a person it could have been well I mean it was a person it was it was you (laughs) but I mean like that could have come in a lot of ways but I had to learn how to begin like a deeper commitment how to be more fully into things you know and I think often like these big lessons (laughs) that would really change our lives you know like Nina's completely changed my life in a great way 10 10 recommend do it you know like changed my life too (laughs) you've changed mine but it's like I thought I was choosing you or like choosing business partnership or whatever and actually what I was choosing was a million other things and I think that sometimes when we really want something to uh, to to begin as well that like it's not always going to be, I think, super literal, you know, like sometimes like if it's like, so maybe you, you don't feel at ease in your body. Like sometimes things like just honoring like your bedtime can create the change and make you feel more at ease. Like it doesn't have to necessarily be like a diet or negative or restriction or thing. like, it doesn't always have to be punishment or something. It's like, it can just sometimes be saying yes to something and being permissive and going, I don't know what this looks like. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what comes with this, but I'm saying a firm yes to it. And like that, then you're off. Then the train's left the station. And it's like, I think being willing to go for the ride can really change you. Yeah. It can really change you in a positive way. You know, like, I think being willing to go, like, to go, I'm going to begin this and I have no idea what's going to happen is like really paid off for me time and time and time again. It like, you know, did I always make millions or whatever? Like, absolutely not. But did I gain things that I think I'll take with me forever? Yes, I do. Yeah. And it began with like a small thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and that's what all beginnings start with. Yeah. Little seeds. Really, it's one, thing. one thing. I think it's literally one thing, one choice. Yep, one after writing the other. Down. After the other. After yep. the other. And just saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. That's it. Yep. I'm gonna do it. That's it. That's where we're gonna stop. Because you're gonna do it. Whatever you're gonna do, you're gonna do. So we, <laughs> we're gonna do it. And good luck with doing it. You know, start what? it. Go do just it. do it. <laughs> just do it. Sorry. In the words of Nike. Sorry, Nike. Nike. Quote Nike. <laughs> that was Nikes. <laughs> that was Nikes. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus. 